Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Elm Park Rolls. Last time we spoke, I was hopeful of promotion and uh, that dream got shattered uh, horrifically and we'd best move on from that, Irene. But the thing is, today I've got two guests with me. First of all, we've got Neil Rees, known as Mostly Bobbins, on the uh, Twitter. Good Hello. evening. So, since the uh, last time we saw each other at Wembley, how, how have you been about the uh, playoff final now? <laughs> I think we all try to forget it pretty quickly because it's just history repeating itself, wasn't it? Um, again, we didn't turn up on the day. Again, it looked like we were going to to lose, unfortunately, when everything seemed to be going positively and until Liam Moore stepped up and put it over the bar. But anyway, we all move on from that now. There's nothing else we can really do and it's, it's a new season. Um, Certain things have changed with the club, as as ever. Maybe we haven't done certain things as quickly as we would like. Um, but I think genuinely, it's it's still positive. There's nothing really too down to be worried about. It's only just the start of August. Um, of course, we've had some signings that have happened recently and new contracts this week, which I'm sure we'll cover later. Um, but yeah, um, I'll, I'll keep my, um, my thoughts to ourselves until we get a little bit further into the, the show, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. So I can think of some that are emotionally, uh, slightly scarred and a bit frustrated by the lack of, uh, amazing signings. That's, that's the life of a Reading fan. Yeah, yeah, there we are. Now we could put that for every single summer, couldn't we, really? Yeah. <laughs> So now to, to introduce our second guest today, I'm delighted to have uh, Jonathan Lowe here today from uh, Get Reading. Hi. Hello, good evening. So, let's get started then. Um, how did you end up at Get Reading then, Jonathan? So it's a few, miles back, a few, few years back now, really 2012, I think I joined the Reading Post. Um, initially as a sports reporter, then did a, um, a bit on the news desk for a bit and then... Um, Came back on to, to sport when, uh, I mean, primarily when Charlie left um, Charles Watts in January of this year. Um, so I took over the Reading FC position. Um, but as I say, before that, on, on Get Reading, when it was a when it was the website, um, I was a news reporter, but kind of helping out on the Reading FC desk as and when. I say the Reading FC desk, it was just Charles Watts. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I've always been interested in sport and football. And um, yeah, I mean, it's a, 
has been in the job now six, seven months now, and just uh, how are you slowly, finding it? Slowly bedding in. Yes, it's good. It's uh, it's intense. It's very very busy. Um, plenty to cover, um, but it's a good uh, it's a good club to cover. I mean, it's difficult to get information out of them, but that's uh, that's my job as a journalist. So yeah, um, yeah, that's something that's that just I, how it goes. And, I definitely seem to um, feel that when actually when you see things from the club it's an example today is the embargo that's been broken and you think this is frustrating for the local press because they're not being given the respect that I think as a fan that they deserve because Reading aren't in the national press very often not not really so why are they giving all of these things to the national press or other people who aren't the local press basically because those are the people that are going to be there when you're playing Scuntorp yeah yeah I go to every uh, every home and away game and I was there almost Tuesday nights last uh, last season and seasons before and everything and yeah I mean that's that's just how it goes I mean some so I said earlier some some clubs are better with local media than others so I'm not going to you know, get into a slating match with the Reading <laughs> FC media department or anything but um, you know they've got jobs to do I've got a job to do and ultimately we need to be on on good terms with each other and uh, you know like I think we are so. Yeah, no, that's, definitely. That's, that's the balance you've got to get with any journalist in an organisation you're dealing with, especially on a on a, almost a daily basis. Um, there's there's a line, and and you've got you kind of always hovering close to the line, and um, you know you you've got to get on. Ultimately, there's, there's no point rubbing people the wrong way, certainly unnecessarily. No. Um, so that's. No, definitely not. I mean, since you've taken over, you obviously took over from Charles Watt, who then moved into his new fancy job in London and uh, now travelling around the world and we get pictures of him all over the place and, you know, he's really struggling, isn't he? Oh, but, he uh, is, yes, <laughs> yes, it's a hard life going to Sydney. And, uh, definitely, definitely. And you had, there's a hard person to take over from because he was a real, a real favourite of... Um, the fans basically always always became like a player. It's a bit strange. It's, it's how popular. He yes, was. I know. Yeah, I know. You got to, you got spotted a few times in the local supermarket. And <laughs> even uh, someone even asked him for his autograph. So that's how popular he was. Oh, uh, I'm glad you came on just for that story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what's that's my. That's I'm aspiring to do. So I want to just get spotted somewhere. And get a selfie with a fan. I can ask for your autograph in a minute, Jonathan, <laughs> if you really want to. It's not quite the same, though, is it's not it? Not the no. same, no. No. <laughs> So you've obviously been on a pre-season tour to Holland. Do you think that will help with links with uh, players and members of staff, maybe? Or... Um, I certainly wouldn't. I mean, yeah, I mean, it doesn't do any harm, put it that way. I think a lot of the players and staff now know me. I'm, I'm sure they did. most of them knew me before, certainly. Um, they would recognise me. So, um, yeah, I mean, as I say, it doesn't do any harm. And it's it's just good knowing that you know you know them they know you and um you know when it does come to the points where you do just have a chat with them and, and even just saying hello it's, it's, it's good to have that kind of bond between them yeah it's probably a more relaxed attitude than you get during the season yeah yeah exactly i mean certainly um during the week at hogwood it's easy talking to people and also uh like the pre-season tour and even just pre-season anyway everyone's just a bit more relaxed um, certainly immediately before or after a game you know it's understandably they're, they're just caught up in the emotions and 
they're either delighted to speak to you or, or just uh, evade you at all costs. So it's uh, yeah, um, that's how it is. But certainly, yeah, I mean, when the season starts, it's just let's say it's all about game after game, and um, so it's good to see them in a bit more relaxed environment and in a in their own sort of space, and they've got lots of time. And, yeah, I mean, we see see like the constant now we're in that season of transfer madness and constantly being linked with players and there's an agenda from different players on different situations what's going on it's not always basically I can say there's agents involved and you you can see it as a fan that that's being put there and you're not quite sure how this is going to work out and you think about the frustrations of a journalist because you have to cover a story when you think "Mm, that's not quite where I think I know what's going on here but I have to play the game in the long run. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's, there's obviously so many people involved with agents, uh, sorry, with transfers and you've got agents and you've got all the clubs involved as well. And, and uh, you know, again, kind of, you know, each club wants the best for their, for their player or, or for the situation. And um, you're always going to get people throwing spanners in the works and, 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 you know, hoping it will benefit them. So, You've got to tread carefully, but also you've got to report what's what's you hear and, and from as reliable sources as, as possible, really. Yeah, um, I can see that would be tricky. Yes, <laughs> it's very yeah, tricky. It can be, yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. And then it comes down just to come down to trust. Who do you trust more? And, and yes, and you've also, as a journalist, you have to go and gut feel. Sometimes you can most probably feel that there's a story that's building as we've seen with numerous transfers or things that have happened, takeovers with the club, you, mm. you go with something, even though you know the club probably are not keen on certain stories coming out. Yeah. You, you have that issue. How do you find it dealing with uh, social media and the interactions? Uh, it's brilliant. I really love it. Mm. Um, <laughs> you get plenty of sarcastically, but um, no, I mean, it's good. I, I know, you know, People disagree with me, uh, put, it, put it politely, but um, you know, I'm not expecting everyone to agree with me. Um, you know, I put out my opinion mm. sometimes. I think I, I, I certainly Charlie did it a hell of a lot. I maybe don't do it as much as Charlie, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, I try to do it as much as possible. And, and um, I think I, you know, I see the uh, some of the abuse I get and everything, but I don't see some of it I probably don't see all of it um, mm. but that's that's just how it is I'm, I'm, as I say when it, if the abuse gets all personal then maybe that's that's maybe going over the line but, totally um, yeah yeah. you know as people disagreeing with me and stuff it's fair enough um, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion and um, in a way as well it's kind of it's challenging me as well so it's keeping me on my toes which is no bad thing and, um, but yeah as I say I've I mean, it's mainly through Twitter. I've got my own Facebook page now as well. So if you want to give that a like, then... Yeah, well, you can feel free to plug yeah, it now. Uh, that'll be your one and only plug. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's ideally, I'd like to interact more, um, but it's, it's just a matter of time. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, no, I think people disagreeing with anyone on social media is absolutely fine. There's no problem with that at all. But I think people sending out abuse, and I get it as well, but not at anywhere level that some other people have got it as well. You just, no, there's no, there's no need for it. Mm. There's a line, isn't there, and that you don't need to cross it. So, yeah. 
I think if you've got a, a, a blue tick next to your name as well, you're you're up there to be shot at. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It seems that the people just seem to think that they can just... I think people get frustrated, particularly with football. They seem to find a real frustration about... I mean, I remember this with Charles, and I've seen it with Johnny Ford and, and all different people. Oh, why haven't we signed? Why do you... Well, it's not actually in their control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I think you're kind of... with. With social media now as well, you're you're kind of the closest link to the club, mm. unless you tweet the club and they happen to re- respond to your tweet or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's difficult. It's probably a school of thought it's... that people think you know an awful lot more than you're letting on in mm. many cases. But as in case today, nobody knew about Liam Moore. No one really knew about Swift. No. And these things just happen in a flash, and then you've got to react. And it's not as if you're sitting on these things all the time. Mm. Yeah, some of them just come out, and like today, you know, another journalist released it before you even knew about it. Really, I mean, you might have had an, an inkling sometimes, but you can't release stuff you don't know because if it's not true, then you're stuck, aren't you? Yeah. Then your your reputation yeah. sinks even further. Yeah. Yeah, there's an internal battle clearly between local papers at the moment but we move on from there <laughs> there's always a game going on there and it's always been the same since uh, I've been supporting Reading and you'll get that every single place that's got two local papers or more that's never ever going to change and that's a healthy thing as a fan because you have hopefully one of them finding out stuff that the other doesn't know that's that's what you want but what you want overriding as a fan is you want the truth good or bad and people who just want to see positive things put out the time, all the time, that's completely counterproductive. You want to see, I remember during the uh, takeover, people wanted to see, oh, he's going to take over, oh, he's bound to be good. And if anyone from a journalistic side in the Reading area, just anyone from Bit Reading or the Chronicle, or the, um, even Tim Deller on the radio, made a negative point, it was pounced on straight away, as in, Oh, you can't be saying this. You, this is a terrible thing. You should be supporting. No, that isn't how it works. I don't think at all. You yeah. have to be um, free to say what you want. As um, I said to someone, I think you know we're not cheerleaders for the club. No, totally. There's challenges. If you want positive stories, then you go on the club website. <laughs> yes. and, yeah, I mean, that's, that's their job. That's their job. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But that's the same with any club website. Usually, there's a few out there who are a bit more open, but for the most part, it's. It's all their news and all the news they want you to, to read. And I guess that's a difficulty that you've got, is that obviously they've got their own media outlet. They use YouTube a lot now, a lot more than they certainly used to. Um, Twitter, you know, they're, they're avid on that. They use that a hell of a lot. So in a way, it's like they don't need to, sp- to feed you any information. They can do it themselves. So, you know, why involve you at some point? I mean, they do need the local press, but you need them more than they need you yeah yeah well we're all competitors really we're all, we're all putting out our information about Reading FC and yes yeah so what annoys me is I, I don't know if Reading do it I don't know if I've noticed it is when they put exclusive and I just think oh that must have been so difficult to achieve when <laughs> <laughs> you actually own the player <laughs> when they I think Leeds do it quite a lot actually they, mm. the, their players speak exclusively to their um <laughs> Their, you know, their player video. Yeah, it's if they go anywhere. Yeah, it's like wow, that is that is some achievement there. Journalistically, you've hit the you've hit the top. <laughs> it's like amazing. No, 
No, so let's move on to uh, some other uh, stuff. And uh, so let's move on to like the transfer action and the new contracts that have actually happened this season. Uh, this season we've uh, made uh, quite a few. Uh, well, I've made a few signings. Obviously, never enough. And yeah, never, never the situation, is it? But Pearl Clement. I don't know anything about him. Does anyone know anything about him, really? I know a lot about him. He played for Ajax, but... Yeah, I mean... Uh, Ajax if you sit there watching the youth team of Ajax, I would be slightly worried if you're living in Reading. <laughs> I definitely don't know much about him. Uh, now, Vito Minoni, we obviously all know about. Yeah, he, he strikes me as a, a similar kind of player to... Al Habsi, he's going to have some good games and he's going to have some games when I think uh, you just have to tolerate that. Do you think that's a fair... I think so, yeah. Mm. I mean, I'll be perfectly honest, he's, I'm not his biggest fan. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the overriding memory I have of him is when he was in Gold Sunderland and they lost 8-0 to Southampton. Uh, and yes. I think he was at fault for a couple of the goals, but that's just how I know him so far. I mean, I don't know a great deal about him. Um, but you look at Sunderland over the past couple of years and I know they had Pickford certainly for the majority of last season because he got an elbow injury, I think. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you look, he's been on loan in the Championship. So, I mean, he's obviously got something about him but maybe not necessarily someone which goes to the top. But, um, you know, we're more than willing to, to give him a chance to see how he gets on. And, and yeah. You know, we'll see. And you've got to trust Stan's judgment. As, uh, he's got it right on a few, quite a few of the players so far. So, uh, All the ones we've actually paid decent money for, or I've had some experience where you think, oh, I know that player, have all been good. The ones that haven't been good or featured at all have been the ones that have been complete punts and clearly squad fillers when we had very little money. How much money we have now is a complete mystery if you thought to Yap Sam. He'd say one day that we'd bid for him and then actually we've got no money. So it makes no logical sense. <laughs> it makes no logical sense at all. But yeah, no, I think I think he I think he's gonna be one of those goalies that a championship goalie. So that's what we've got and that's where we are. And now move on to John Daddy Bovarsen. Now, I apologise to our uh, Icelandic listeners because <laughs> I probably completely butchered the pronunciation of that one. Um, we've managed to sign a striker that doesn't sign any goals. Now, I've got to admire the club for doing that. <laughs> it's quite, quite a thing. But he runs around a lot. He runs around a lot. That's, so that let's seems hope, to be the story, doesn't it? Being very fair to him, he hadn't had a break for two years. Yeah. And the local press in um, Wolverhampton seemed to... Uh, be quite upset that he was leaving so I think I'll take their opinion over some uh, fans to be honest I think um, what well, do you think I think there's a lot of versatility that we get with Bob Barson mm. um, certainly what we're told that he can play in wider areas he can be a target man mm. being six foot three you'd rather think that he could be a target man um, and he could probably do a bit more uh, around the pitch than Kermigan can in different areas. Obviously, Kermigan's very good in defence. Um, so I think we've got options where we can use him there. Um, so we could shift from a traditional target man up front where Bodvars could rotate around, providing the other players that were up there with him, whether we use Swift further up in this false nine that seems to be in vogue at the moment. 
Um, so we, we're a little less static in, in those front three roles that we seem to have um, last season where everything was pretty much predefined and knew where the ball was going to go roughly. So maybe he's going to be a bit more versatile there that we can cause a bit more of a surprise of how we're going to um, allocate those positions perhaps. Yeah, he strikes me as a player that's going to be... He signed, but we want to sign someone above him. That that's that's just my feeling that we're yeah. waiting for that other signings. He definitely didn't doesn't seem to be the the marquee signing that we're after. No, but having said that, we needed strikers per se. We didn't we didn't need a Kermigan clone, um, but we just needed more bodies anyway. And yeah. whether he was he was a proper genuine target that we wanted from the off, or it was just a case of the way things landed, we don't know yet. Um, I'm definitely going to give him a chance. Everyone's going to give him a chance. I saw him in the European Championships Mm. a couple of years ago and was really impressed with him. Uh, You remember him? I do. Wow. I I do actually remember him thinking (laughs) he puts in an awful lot of work in in those kind of games that are really energy sapping and mentally tiring even to watch perhaps. Mm. But um, he, he did an awful lot. He never, as you say, didn't look like he was going to threaten too much. But just the sheer effort that you put in, mm. in an area of the field where, you know, Yap likes players to be closing down on the defence and, and midfield, he could be perfect for that. Yeah, I know, definitely. I mean, if you think about who would have had to come in last season, we had very small squad. I mean, you would have had Don Samuel, who's obviously left now. And from what I've heard about this player, I think he's going to offer us more even without a massive goal threat, because I don't think you're suddenly going to... I mean, who knows? I mean, having said that, Kermigan hadn't had a season like he had before, like last season, and then all of a sudden he's bagging Was it 19 league goals? Yeah. I think so, yes. So, you're never quite sure, and I, I, I'm not going to start doubting Stan. I think if you get a third-place finish with the team that we had last season and the previous seasons before, you've got to think something's going on, and... Yeah. Brian Teverden, who seems to be this mythical man who can find uh, gold dust from the bottom of an empty bin. <laughs> it's quite incredible. So, no, I think that, I think he's got possibilities, but I would hope that we, if, we've got to make a minimum, I think, of two, two signings. I would say we would have to sign a uh, central midfielder, because Daniel Williams, that energy, was, is going to be sorely missed, and we definitely need another striker. Definitely. I mean, what do you think, Jonathan? Uh, yes, I think certainly, certainly those two positions. Although I'm not, I, I'm not. Danny Williams is a funny one because he was at Reading for four years, and he had his good days and his bad days. And mm. I think it's similar to um, uh, the departure of Jem uh, Carachan. When when he left, he maybe felt his impact more when he wasn't there. And compared to when he was there, and, and obviously you know they're they're both similar sort of players in kind of box to box, energetic, and like to get a tackle in and everything, and um, and obviously an important part of the side. But I think if Reading didn't sign a like for like replacement, it wouldn't necessarily be the end of the world. No, um, but I, I think they need really another body in there of some type. Yes, I think so. Yeah, um, I mean you've got George Evans, Liam Kelly, Swift. 
They're also missing a few other midfielders, haven't they? So Vandenberg could uh, play there as well. Vandenberg, yeah. yeah. But well, we're not injured. blessed with many so, options there either. I just look at if if Swift got injured, we haven't got another attacking midfield. Well, you could push Kelly could put forward, Kelly but there. it's not. Yeah. A Kelly's better deeper, I think, in my opinion. Um, so if, if you take any one of those three that you think would be a genuine midfield starter out for you know a month, you know you haven't got many options to really supplement that. Um, so yeah, we do need someone else. I mean, we've got other midfielders on the books, but they're either shifted out on loan or just not going to feature, really. And we don't really know too much about the youth players in similar midfield or whether they could step in at this point. There's many names being mooted from the academy, but not, not in that position, I think. No, I mean, on strikers, we've seen that Sam Smith has started a few of the games and Sam seems to be quite impressed with him and, and there's Danny Loader, but that's asking a lot for a young player to come in and not only at Reading he'd probably have to play up loan up front on his own so that's quite a big task against a team or whatever we think of QPR that they're all championship hardened players to do that would be a big ask I mean I hope I'm wrong and I hope he comes in and has a great season but ideally I think you'd want to loan those players out or play them sporadically throughout the season I think yeah certainly sporadically throughout the season I think it the thing is with with Stam and his and the Dutch coaches, their their mentality is quite different to us in England, really. And and like you said about loaning them out in the lower leagues, getting experience, the Dutch mentality is really kind of if you're good enough, you're old enough. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was speaking to Alderink, and you know, you were saying about the Ajax side who got to the Europa League final. They had a seventeen-year-old, I think, in defence and also up front. Yeah, their average um, age was like under 24, yeah. I think. Yeah, I mean, and so, I mean, that's maybe an exception, I don't know, but um, it's not ne- age, it's not necessarily the determining factor. And, um, I mean, look at Liam Kelly, he's, I know he's, he's 21, but I mean, he's got, you still look at him, I still think he's about 12 years old. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you yeah. know, he, he's, Sometimes he blends in well with the ball boys, doesn't he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he is... Obviously, he's an exceptional player, exceptionally gifted player. Absolutely. Um, but he's shown he can, he can cope, and um, and it's maybe it's more about the kind of the, the fitness and the sort of the, the stamina of going, you know, through every game and, and the Saturday Tuesday routine mm-hmm. um, might be a um, might be maybe too much shown in the in the early few months, but you know might might see them more more than you think actually the youngsters yeah yeah go Kelly on, was was a case in point there last season you say where he had a very good game and then at Newcastle he was taken off at half time because I think he was just exhausted and, and he was played from the start but he clearly couldn't do the same things he did in the previous game because he just put yeah in. I remember that game and the classic thing to say is oh he can't deal with the pressure of playing in these games but players, players do have bad games they're humans they don't go out yeah. and play like robots in every game and he also got subbed at uh, Rotherham and, well, I think, yeah, admitted he might have got that slightly wrong. But you have to look at all the good games he had. The one thing I would say about Liam Kelly is, in comparison to someone like Sam Smith or um, Danny Loder, is that uh, Liam Kelly had a loan spell at Bath City mm. for a, a six months or a season and they're actually playing against proper adults. I think with Danny Loder especially, he's been just been playing against people of his own age. And I think there's a jump up. And I also worry, you see so many times players come in and they get hyped up. Tarek Fussell was a classic example. Mm-hmm. He has 45 minutes and then he's going to be the next Messi. I just, 
almost slightly cautious of that. See so. with Danny Lader actually, he's I mean he he's got obviously had a bit of experience with England as well and mm. um he doesn't look sixteen. He won't like me saying that, but he, he does look a bit older. He's, he's, okay. he's, he's got a bit of muscle on him. So okay, so he is not um, a typical sixteen year old, no, is he? He's no, he's not kind like of a, a sort of a sort of short lanky. Like when Rooney started, he looked about 30. When yeah. <laughs> he was about 16. Yeah. And also, <laughs> for the fullback positions that we've got, we're pretty much the cover that we've got there as a academy prospect. Isn't it? Yeah, that's an area I would have liked to have seen more cover, to be honest. Yeah. So you've got I mean, like Gunter plays about. Watson at right back if. Yeah. yeah, but Gunter so. seems to play 70 games every season. Yeah. And yeah. you think, how many years can you keep doing that? I mean, I mean, everyone seems to think that's an amazing thing, but actually. Is that really good for him? I, I'm not sure. I don't think it I is, think, personally. I don't think it's necessarily bad. I think he just keeps himself in very, very good shape. I think he basically just trains, eats, sleeps day after day. Oh, he's a total professional, you can see that. And yeah. that's, um, he's been doing it for however many years and he's still going to do it for another eight years or, or whatever. Mm. So um, I wouldn't have thought he's doing much, much harm, but... No, I just worry about it because I just think if there's a certain point the body will just if you keep pushing it, pushing it, and pushing it all the time. But maybe he's yeah. one of these players yeah, that can do it. Maybe his body's even used to it, and then yeah. because you're so set in a routine, it's mm. it's maybe not as uh, not of an impact it would do on maybe other players who would. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you could well be right actually. If you actually took him out and didn't play him as often, he could actually more of an issue. Yeah, no. That would be a slightly one. But yeah, going back to what I was just saying, I would have liked to have seen a bit more cover at fullback, especially left back, because realistically, we've got a beta playing there. And then he's good, he's good in that position. Um, but then we've got Blackett, who I think Blackett is really good as a centre back playing in a three. But when you're playing on a wing back, it's. Um, it's not his best position, that's what I say. No, but I, I yeah. think he, he, he can play there, he can do a job. Yeah. He came on quite a lot last year. Oh, like, yeah, no, I definitely. Um, He's been a, another excellent signing. Yeah. Which oh, people doubted. Um, yes, yeah. No, I mean, he was admittedly shaky at the beginning. And, hmm. Oh, yeah, he and grew, grew into was, the season. Um, yeah. I, was he at Celtic before, the year before? Yeah, he was at Celtic. I don't know how much game time he got, but it might have been sort of a lack of, yeah. of you know, game experience. But Scottish League. Yeah, I remember seeing yeah Scottish League. <laughs> we were for our Scottish listeners, yes, yes, uh, we do love you really. <laughs> no, I think um, yeah, I do remember on social media that lovely place, people saying oh how he wasn't this and he wasn't he was useless and I thought well, it can't be that bad. He's been at Manchester United. And I remember watching him play in a few appearances in making the Premier League. And yeah, he wasn't Manchester United standard, but that's a whole that's. It's, uncomparable to Reading I thought he's got something going for him and Yap knows him probably or has seen him in the years when he was there I thought there's got to be something here and he, he just switches off sometimes which is frustrating but that's why he's playing for us ultimately <laughs> I think, I think it's, it's safe to say for, for most players in, in, the, in the championship and even with us is that they are at this level because they've got certain deficiencies either they're not quick enough they're not strong enough they're their passing ability isn't good, their, their range isn't brilliant. There's a myriad of reasons why they end up at a championship club. Um, and that's what we've got, and that's the, the kind of player that we attract. We, we won't attract you know, proper gems because they'll go high. 
No, it's just not going to happen, sadly, is it? Until well, we not really, there. because financially we've seen actually we haven't got the model to deal with it. No. So, that's a, that's a bit of a depressing thought, isn't it, really? <laughs> We're never going to sign anyone decent. Yeah. Well, I mean, no. yeah, like you said, though, it's, it's just championship level. It's, it's like you said, with Minoni, like if he was a flawless keeper, then he would still be at some level better. Yeah, exactly, better. you can't really expect perfect players who are going to give you 10 out no. of 10 every week. And, no. But that's that's the challenge of the coaches, and you've got to get the strength out of them as much as you can, mm. and qualities, and and you know, it's of course it's possible. And, um, it's just how you kind of balance their overall game, really. I guess yeah. it's overcoming the sum of your parts, really, yeah, isn't it? it is, and yeah. creating that team unit, which yeah. Yeah, seemed to do exceptionally well last year, <laughs> um, is is that he, he made that team gel quite quickly from. Yeah, from what we thought was going to be an absolute rag bag of a season again, but I know astonishing effort from uh, Yap last season. This is absolutely you, know, you can't criticise him, you really can't. I mean, <laughs> you see sometimes looked at his substitutions at the start of the season, but the thing is with him as a player, I'm sure from where we all saw him play, he just seemed to adapt so quickly to any situation and learn from it, absorb the information, and I've never met him, but he seems to have this authority about him and. Not an arrogance, but a self-belief. And he's got the history, and the players must just respect everything he says. And now he's got not only that as a manager. So, it's moving on. It's, it's key that we kept him as uh, at the club. It really was. I mean, I feared that when we lost to Wembley, that that would be it. That he would go. He'd probably get attracted to some other club. Who knows, in Europe, everybody goes, oh, he automatically goes to the Premier League. I don't think he thinks like that. He doesn't need the money, but the chance to go somewhere to expand his knowledge. So, delighted that he stayed. Another contract that we got, another one today, Liam Moore. I was another player I thought he was going to leave. Swift this week, another player who I thought I was going to leave. I keep on being proven wrong, so it's, uh, it's quite nice. <laughs> yeah, well, what I say about contracts is that you know, they're, they're great and they're, they're good for fans, and ultimately... How often does a player see out his contract? I mean, maybe. Yeah. Oh no, no, really. If if Swift is here in five years' time, then. um, No, he will not be here in five years' time. He's my metaphorical hat. It's all it's all worth, isn't it? And value what is is. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Yeah, relative to to what the the club think the player is worth. So, if someone wants to come in with with twelve million next week for Swift, he'll go. And five years is moot. It doesn't really matter. It's it's good to give us some stability to say well if you want to pay out that length of contract, go for it, knock yourself out. Um, but yeah, if if Swift and Moore are still here in twenty twenty one, then you know put your money down. I'll take it <laughs> off. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I don't think they'll still be here. But what it means to me is that they'll be well, unless something incredible comes in. They'll be here for this season. And I naturally just assumed that those were the key players. They were the three of the best players. I didn't Jan was going nowhere. And I'm still a bit shocked that Hubsy's left, even though I totally understand why he's done it. But he didn't say goodbye to me. And I've met him quite a few times now in Cavisham and Redden. And he didn't say he was going. So you're for crushed. me, you're I've lost a little bit of respect for him. <laughs> Last time I saw him, he was holding his mum's uh, shopping from Sainsbury's. So that's the kind of guy he was. Two days before the player final. What a lovely man. (laughs) He was very nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, there's new signings, new contracts, sorry. Yeah, they won't all be here, but it impresses their value up. You think maybe some clauses will be taken out. If we don't go up this 
this season, yeah, they're probably going to go. And I suspect, don't know, there's flexibility on the clauses, releases and everything. That's how it works. If you think anything else, you're being totally unrealistic. You know, they probably had a wage increase, but that's football, isn't it? So, yeah, I had a couple of questions uh, sent in. One from uh, Dave Stevens. Your view on quality of transfer targets this season versus past. And the second one, thoughts on potential effect of Stephen Reid leaving. Uh, Jonathan, what do you think on the Stephen Reid uh, leaving? You'll have more of an insight there. Um, certainly it was a bit of a... It was a shock in terms of, I think, maybe the more the timing more than anything. Um, um, I'm still trying to get to the bottom of it. I'm sure he's got, he must have got something lined up. Yeah. Um, I did see someone say about Celtic. I don't know whether there's any truth in that rumour at all. But um, whether it will have a big impact, I, I mean, he was one of, what was it, four coaches working with the players. Um, so I don't think it will have too much of an impact. Obviously, he knew the championship well. Um, would have known about more about the players than Stan, perhaps. Um, certainly the ones in the championship. Um, but uh, in the grand scheme of things, I think he, I'm sure he'll be, he's replaceable. Um, Stan says he's good looking to get an English coach. So, so I imagine he'll get some similar coming in in the next few weeks or so. And, um, but I think it's, it's important to have like a, an English-based coach or you know, someone with a good knowledge of English football. Um, just so, you know, it can help Stan know his way around the championship and he obviously knows it pretty well now. But You can um, never have too much knowledge though, can you? No, exactly. No. No. Um, no. Uh, but, you know, Reid was a likeable bloke, I think he, was, he seemed to be getting well with the players and everything and, um, you know, had a good two years at Reading, really. Yeah, definitely. I know some people that worked at um, uh, West Brom and had nothing but good things to say about Stephen Reid at all. Yeah, I mean, totally, certainly yeah. when he was a, I remember him being a pundit on, on TV as well and, Seemed to talk a lot of sense, so he said he was what he was talking about was maybe one of the more intelligent footballers. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we would not stereotype him like that, Jonathan. <laughs> I will, I definitely will, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I don't think I'd want to. Uh, well, no, 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 we'll move on from that. No, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so, what do you think about the quality of um, uh, targets compared to previous years then? No. Oh, such a tricky one, because. In a lot of cases, I'm sure we don't even know the target. Like Clement, we wouldn't even know he was a target, nor Bob Varson. Uh, there's nothing obvious that ever really appears. Uh, I mean, the Naki Wells thing has just been rolling on for God knows how long. Every time he, he plays against us, he scores. So his, his virtual stock with Reading fans goes up. I don't buy it personally. I don't particularly rate him. You wouldn't want him? No. Not, not even for... If, was that well, because of the fee, if, or you yeah, wouldn't want the player? Bit of both, bit of both. Yeah. In that, you know, Kermigan scored more goals last season than than, than Naki Wells has, ever has in any one season. So, to me, I don't think he's that good as a, cha- a champion striker. Uh, he, he is the type of striker we need. In that he's a bit of a fox in the box. So he's a bit nippy, and we've not had that kind of player for quite a while. Um, but I just don't see the hype, personally. Um, but he's always been a name that's been linked with us, whether that's fan-related, uh, more than the club, I don't know. But he seems to be on, on, on our radar. And 
I think he's he's injured now, isn't he? And possibly needs an op. So yeah, possibly. That's, that I've read that the, my Wagner said that he um, uh, might need an operation because of uh, any problem with a screw that's in his knee from a previous operation a few years ago. Yeah. But that didn't seem to be quite clear. I mean, who knows whether that's an issue with the transfer? If I have any a knowledge or experience of Reading, it will be the fee. <laughs> Yeah, that would be what the problem the, is. The yeah. fee that yeah. seems to be banded about is is eight figures. I hope that includes pence. Um, but if, wow. if, if we're paying anywhere near no. what is mooted, then it doesn't do. Much I just can't money. believe that we'd pay that kind of fee. No, I think I mean, that if he was scoring twenty five, thirty yeah. goals a season, or or a season mm. like Chris Wood had last season, for instance, yeah. then I'd say, yeah, get him in. Um, mm. Yeah, we do need bodies up there, but I wouldn't pay over the odds. No, no, he's a good player. He's a good player, but I think four or five, I mean, it sounds crazy talking about Ren spent five million, but they spent quite a lot of money on Thiago Lori. He's probably yeah, one of my I, favorite I think players. That's, that's a sound investment for us. Um, I think, you know, that type of player is, is going to improve those areas. Um, Naki Wells peaked, I think. I think that's the thing. I don't see him really progressing, but you never know no. the Jap. I mean, he's made some players that really. Uh, really massively improved. You look at players like George Evans. I was not quite sure whether he was going to make it. He seemed to be making quite a lot of basic errors. But under Yap, he seems to have really come alive. A different yeah. type of player completely. So he can clearly do it. I mean, a lot of the club, a lot of the, most of the players really have developed under mm. Stam. And, um, you know, you'd hope, you'd hope he, he, he'd, he'd do that. I mean, that's... Uh, Given the fact he's been to the very, very top in, in certainly on the playing side, you'd think he'd pass on that knowledge. And given the fact that a lot of the players are quite, um, you know, quite young, um, you know, they've obviously got potential and he's, he's getting out of them, which is great. Um, and whether we do the same with Naki Wells, I'm, I'm, sure, he, I'm sure he would do it. I don't know a great deal about Naki Wells, but I've, but like you said, he's, he's, he's the type of player that, that Reading need. Mm. Um Will they pay over the odds? Well, look at the transfer market at the moment. I think you've got no option. You either pay over the, over the odds or you don't pay it at all. So that might be something which, which Reading will have to do. They seem very reluctant mm-hmm. to do it from the sounds of it. But when push comes to shove, if you get to the 31st of August and they're still after a striker, mm-hmm. um, something might have to, someone might have to blink. So um, It doesn't seem to strike it. that um, it's the inventiveness that, Yep, seems to talk about with transfer. That that doesn't seem rather inventive. It's well, desperate. To... Going back to if we're pushed into the situation, all we need now is one more injury. Yeah. One more injury, and Jan's out until October, mm. allegedly. Um, if we lose uh, Borvarsen, I'll go there again. <laughs> we're going to be in real problems. I mean, Mendes. He had a couple of good games, but I mean, he's, he's, he, he, he could be good. Fit, could be good though. He could be developed. Yeah. You never know. But could he, develop. he seems to be never fit for more than a month, really, before he's out for another. Yeah, month, he, so. and he's got two good goals at Villa, so but yeah, I mean, can't judge a player completely on one we game. All, I feel. All, all <laughs> I want him to be good, that. but yeah. mm, I've also seen him have some uh, moments that weren't quite as good. Yeah, I so, mean, it's, yeah. again, it's, it's one of those ones you just want to give him a chance and give him a few mm. runs in, in the team. And and when he did come on in the last last few months of the season, he did all right. So yeah, whether, whether he can lead the line for the whole season, I doubt mm. it. But 
you might have to, you might need to, um, and you, you might end up doing it. We never know. There's two names that always seem to be coming up now. We've had a Luca that's been going on for two, three weeks now, and I just cannot see that happening. I mean, I'd like to see him sign, but I'd also like to see him not like play like he did against us in the second leg of the playoff final in the semis. That was horrendous. He almost hit me in the face. <laughs> yeah, that was horrendous. But I've also seen him play in lots of other games, and he's a talented player. He's another one of those typical players that in the championship, when you think if you could actually finish and have more calm in front of goal, you'd be a Premier League player without a doubt. But I just can't see Fulham letting him go to us for a fee that we're getting anywhere near, unless the new owners are going to really spend some money. I mean, I'd like to sit in there because I think you could play him possibly in that Roy Beering's position. And also Gareth McCleary is a good, very good player and I really like him. But I'd have him in the team. But he, always seems, he seems to have quite a few injury problems. But I'm just... Do you think it's realistic? I think that the type of player that he is is realistic because he's, he is multifaceted. He can, mm. he can move around. You can play him up top. You can play him out wide. And you can fulfil that Dutch system, if you like, where the, the front three can rotate. Um, and obviously that's what Yak wants, his versatility. But whether we get him, I, I don't I don't see that, that really happening either, as you say. Um, either that money that we do have is either available for, for a Luca or it's available for Wells. I don't see how it could be both. No. Or no. either. Um, like you, I doubt a Luca as well, but... It's, it's if he's cheaper than Wells and needs must, I'd almost I, prefer a Luca. Yeah, I'd rather have a Luca than uh, Wells, but unfortunately we can't go into the sweet shop and no. choose who we want. We're going to end up with someone from, uh, probably from the Czech Republic we've never heard of. Yeah, right. I mean, we've tried <laughs> that, that with Rackles, haven't we, and that was... Well, that was technically fun for a while. Right? But, <laughs> yeah. No, I would just mean, you know, yeah. as in a bit more obscure rather than... Oh, people will pick you up on that now. Yeah. Don't you worry. <laughs> You'll find out the joys of social media there. <laughs> I'm in more closer to home. Yeah. Um, and other than that, is we're, we're tipping into the loan market, which, you know, Stam is, is not really that kind of keen to do so much. Apart from possibly Lewis Baker. Well, that name keeps coming up, doesn't yeah. it? And I would Swift's really like been to see Lewis Baker. As well. um, maybe they, they're good friends and Swift's been trying to tempt in this way. Mm. Uh, but we're, we're seeing, I mean, Lewis Baker, he came up today from uh, John Swift talking about it, but I would assume he was asked the question. It was right. him, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. so, yeah, obviously he talks a lot about him and, and very fondly about him and They've obviously got passed together, so of course you know you'd like to to join him at Reading. Um, Stam said he is he is um, looking at loan signings as well. So mm. I think he said ideally they 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 sign a player so they can develop them whatever and then get some investment back in the future. Um, but he certainly didn't rule out loan signings, so you know they might see one or two. Yeah, I think I mean, it it may be an eventuality if the you know that the window's getting close to shutting on, and we can't get anything permanent over the line. Um, your options are limited when you do need to bolster the squad, so mm. it might be the only only avenue we have. Yeah, Whether possibly. They're, they're season-long loans, which is probably likely. But you know how many how many clubs have got players that they want to eke out? Players that you know could go. Uh, 
elsewhere to Premier League clubs possibly. But I think it must be really difficult going out alone as a player if you're a striker because you have to come in and hit the ground straight away. Yeah. If you're in any other position, or maybe goalkeeper, if you're in midfield or defender, you can maybe get away with it slightly. But as a striker, you see Lewis Graben come in. This is I thought Lewis Graben was okay. Definitely, I thought he just not because of uh, Jabstam making poor decisions or anything, but he couldn't suddenly drop um, Jan Kermigan all the time. That would have been absolute madness. So he never got to play in the position no. where he wanted to play. I mean, I saw Lewis Graben play quite a lot when I used to go and see uh, Norwich sometimes. And he was a really good player. And he still got it. And he scored a fantastic goal against Rotherham. But he just wasn't getting... You could see that when he went past Palermo some players when he was... But the problem is he was receiving the ball in our half. Mm. That's one thing I... Yeah, yeah definitely. But he's, uh, no, he's a good player. But So let's move on to the team that we'd have this season. This season. This weekend. <laughs> wow. If I can predict the team for the whole of the season. Wow. I need to get myself down to Labricks. <laughs> So I would start with uh, Manoni, then I'll have Gunter, Thiago, Blackett, Moore, Abita. I think he's going to be okay. It seemed to be cleared up that he's not, he is going to be fit. Then I would have Evans, Kelly, Swift and Bovarsson as my team. Do you think that's a, of what we've got at the moment or would you slightly... In pre-season, he was playing more four-three-three. Mm, he does love four-three-three. So I, I just I think you might. Yeah. I think you might be seeing more of that certainly early on. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean that that's based on pre-season, but your guess is as good as mine. No, totally. To, we just don't know. Doing that, you could shake it up. Um, but at least there's options there to to play in different styles with different personnel. Albeit not that many personnel, but there are there is the, the option to to go three at the back, four at the back, five at the back. If you were to play three in the midfield, who would you play, Jonathan? Um, I would play probably Vandenberg, Kelly, and Swift. Yeah. No, I oh, can. I'm yeah. Out someone obvious. Yeah, oh, there always is. Yeah, so, always. Yeah. Whenever I've done this, I always look back and I think, oh yeah, I've just missed out Jan Kerm again. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's just like it's always the problem. There's you always can a player. Toss a coin between Vandenberg and Evans, depending who the yeah. opposition is. Sometimes, it's, yeah. Um, often you'd think, oh, it's going to be Evans that starts it. He seems to like to play the trio. I, I don't necessarily think that is. It's not necessarily what I would think is a great trio because I think that's a bit lightweight. But he seems to like playing those. He is, yeah. is like you were saying earlier about you know, going back to being Dutch. He loves these players that are technically brilliant, and he doesn't see sometimes that actually they can't tackle. <laughs> they lose that, but he thinks if we keep the ball enough, we will score goals. And who's well, to that's the first thing with Vandenberg, you've got that assurance that he's going to get stuck in, and um, you know, and kind of rally the the players as well when, when things are maybe going not to plan he's kind of the guy who's going to get you around the neck and say <laughs> yeah. the goal's there go put the ball in it yeah there was like this myth when he signed well there wasn't a myth it was a fad he had a hell of a lot of sendings off but didn't he only get sent off once last season and even on that one I don't think was that daft I think it was against Brighton when he was through on goal and it was getting two all and I think he had to bring him down for a second yellow yeah 
Yeah, someone I, will I think me. he got plenty of first half yeah. yellow cards, mind. Yeah. And for the rest of the game, it was like, <gasps> what's, yeah. what's Joey going to do now? But, um, mm. but he did all right, though, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. He, he's you know, just not setting up. Control. There were a few times where he, he looked like he might boil over. Yeah. Yeah, Even definitely. Even in pre-season, oh, one of the games in Holland, he, he, he was having a go at the opposition. But, you know, you kind of need that kind of battling, fighting. Spirit, well, we do. We do. We need. We need some of that um, combative spirit. And uh, Williams. Has, this is has yeah. Got on. I mean, he, obviously, yeah. Joey's not a, a, a direct replacement, and I can't see how he's could possibly you know, be the same energetic player. He, he is. He is a defensive midfielder, stroke centre back. Um, it's also fair to say, on Williams, until last season, he hadn't really played that brilliantly on a consistent level. One thing that. He must have been told by the coaches, whichever one it was, was stop shooting from 30 yards all yeah, the time. That was as the driver is saying. obvious from the first <laughs> few games of last season that when he's reined in from. His best three game. games for the club, I would argue, was last three. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like him, but I, there was definitely flaws with him, but I just liked his energy. And I think we need someone to replace his yeah, energy. I think that's what frustrated me with Williams, uh, not just last season, but, but throughout, is that. You could see that the qualities he had were there, but he just didn't show them enough. And his, you know, his first touch was was much maligned, certainly from where we sat. Um, and then magic happened in those last few games, where he just seemed to be the fulcrum that we needed, mm. and he pushed us over the line against Fulham, I think, with with just how he he closed down. Um, and now we've got to replace that. Um, not just his his character, but his on field presence, and I think as as um, Jonathan was saying with the midfield, if we don't have that kind of physical presence there, we aren't going to be very light. And if you take Joey out, and if Evans is injured as well, Swift and Kelly can't hold up a midfield two on their own. If you're including you know two other wingers to make a four. So we are going to be a little bit short, and we won't be find, found out unless we start, you know, being you know really really creative and maybe pushing Black up into be a defensive midfielder if push comes to shove. And that's a scary thought. Um, but he's yeah. getting a battering in this program, isn't he? He's actually quite good last season. Tyler Black, he's not really. I wouldn't have mentioned him if I didn't think he could do it. Yeah, he's simply big but and no, strong enough. I think Tyler. I mean, obviously, I've never yeah. met him, but I think Tyler Black it would not put himself as a midfielder. No, I'm sure, I'm all players are confident. But the <laughs> options that we yeah. do have, if you start taking a few pieces out. Yeah, no, no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, totally. Totally. No, I agree. This is the problem with it, why we need a few more signs. Uh, we don't need lots of signings. We finished no. third last season. We don't need to go in crazy and buy 10 players. This is stupid. I know lots of people like to see lots of signings, but no, you don't need that. That's the last thing we need. We need to increase in quality and we need to... I saw the Yap said earlier that we need to increase the quality of players, not just on the pitch, but in the squad. And that's something that I think that we should be focusing on because there's bound to be injuries, suspensions and players around. And with no transfer, no ability now to sign players on loan, like it has been for a couple of years, when the window shuts, you've got to be ready as much as you can. Mm. And we're always playing catch-up with the teams, the big spending teams. We're never going to have that money. So you've got to maximise what you've got. 
So I think with Teverden, he's doing that. So I think overall, I personally think the transfer window has been okay so far. I don't think it's been that. I don't think as people make it, oh, it's terrible and everything. I look at it as if we're just one player down now. Danny Williams' replacement. The goalkeeper's come in. Who else have we really lost who we didn't expect to lose? Perhaps he went, but that's it. I think we're okay. New signings, a couple of new signings, I think will be good. So... Here's the moment. We've still got a month, haven't we? Yeah, exactly. But we're always going to be slightly behind in the system, aren't we? Because there's a domino effect. Isn't yeah, there? you know, it happens every window that yeah, it'll happen with a big, big club, and then mm. everything will just click into place, and then players will move around, and targets who weren't available before suddenly are, and whether they're loans or whether they're they're players with value. Um, Things can still happen up until yeah. the end of August. What do you think on the transfer window so far, Jonathan? Um, I think if I was to rate it solid but unspectacular, maybe yeah. something like that. It's fair. I mean, uh, <laughs> say Manoni, give him a chance. Bob Varsen, give him a chance. Clement, likewise. I mean, he's been okay. He's not sort of putting up any trees at the moment, but. Um, I think, yeah, like you said, certainly need a, a couple more faces in um, because it's just it's just the overall state of the squad, I think. It's uh, it's a good team there. Like, and, you know, they've, they've recognised that with new contracts, more Kelly and Swift, and, and you know, you've got Abita and Gunter and, you know, good, dependable players and who all excelled last season and, and that's why they finished third. So it's just about getting a couple more bodies in. Yeah, um, but if if everyone stays fit, then and by Christmas and the top half, should we say, then um, then uh, you know re reassess things then. But everyone stays injury free, suspension free. Who knows? So here's the moment of truth. What position do we think that we're going to finish? I will start off with my uh, extremely bold, maybe foolish, <laughs> maybe slightly. Uh, uh, crazy prediction that I think I, I, I'm going to put it there. I'm slightly nervous now. <laughs> We're going to finish second. What do you think? No. Um, no procrastination here. Come on. Just none of this like in between second and fifth. <laughs> Just the position. I'll say eighth. Okay. okay. The, the reasons behind that is I just don't think we'll have the firepower. Um, obviously, Jan's out for a while. We, we've got players that need to bet in. We haven't got anyone beyond Jan who's a goal scorer of any repute yet. Um, we'll be solid, I think, defensively. I think Yap will continue the good work he's done. But I just don't think we'll be creative enough to, um, to break down defences that now know the way we're going to play versus last season when it was a little bit of a shock and we were the surprise package. So... Can't see us repeating it, but then again, I said the same last season where we weren't going to get the playoffs. Threw the toys out of the pram after Preston, said we weren't going to make it, and we did. So um, I'll just shut up now. <laughs> I predicted thirteenth last season, so I'm definitely no gauge at all. What do you think, Jonathan? Um, well, like you said, about this time last season, I I, I rate them off as well, and mm. said no chance. So. Um, so I'll do the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, no, no, it's always worked. Certainly, so. <laughs> I'd say certainly after the player final, I was very doom and gloom about this coming season. Um, 
now after a few weeks, I'm a bit more optimistic. Um, but it's it's as I think there's a couple of players about this on paper. You know, there's there's ten, twelve clubs who are almost certainly going to finish above Reading. But then you look, you just look at last season, and almost anything can happen. So, mm-hmm. um, enough of sitting on the fence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, Jonathan. You know you've well, got a decision. I, I, I'll go for for tenth. Okay. Um, yeah. Obviously, the expectations now are going to be pretty high um, among fans, and understandably so. But you, you just think that it's not quite all there. But I mean, it is there for for. Just look at last season, it's mostly all there. Um, you know, they've admitted that they're, they're going to be more found out by, by well, most of the teams know how Reading are going to play. Yeah. But Reading, all their players have got a year experience now of how to use the system and they're, they're now aware that other teams know how they play so they can adapt mm. their style. So um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, certainly... Stan won't allow them to let their form dip. And he, and he said, you know, if they can get to at least the level they were last season, then who knows what can happen. If, and if they can improve, like they kind of should do, really, um, because they, they know more about each other and, and they, you know, they're, technically they should be better, um, then it all depends on, on the other sides, really, and how they perform. So... If I was to look at the uh, championship, you do look at it logically like that and you think, yeah, there's definitely teams which are, are better and you look at their spending power and what they can bring in and what they've got there already. I mean, personally, I look at Middlesbrough and I think, wow, that's a, that's a team that I would have bet on to go up straight away and the way that they've strengthened and you look at the manager they've appointed and everything looks like it's sensible, not sensible spending, but sensible going forward, you think, yeah, I can see the plan they've got there. But football just doesn't, it's completely logical, as you've seen repeatedly. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, it's, it's, they've all got their past history and traditions and, and, and everything, but it, it, it counts for what happens on the pitch. And ultimately, it's whoever gets off to the, to the strongest start and can keep a run going, basically. And, and, and the beauty of the championship is that you know, everyone takes points off each other. If you have a, a month where you're untouchable and you you remain unbeaten, you, you, you shoot up. Um, we can only hope <laughs> that, that that includes us. But there are so many clubs in, in, in this window that have spent an awful lot of money. Uh, whether they can make it gel or not, um, mm. Wolves, <clears throat> uh, is another thing. Yeah. Um, I just wonder whether that cohesion that we've now got from, from last season continues or where... Um, you know, our squad is too light. No, I'm not sure. I mean, well, I'm optimistic, but I can totally see why people think it's not going to be as good as last season. I, I understand all the points that people make that slightly found out. We Other teams have moved ahead. And you could argue that in a transfer market, we've just stood still or maybe even slightly gone backwards. So I, I can see that. I mean, when I did a poll online... As nearly 600 people voted on it, and 53% don't think that we're going to finish in the top six. So it's a pretty split, but even then, it's not that positive. But I, I guess if you took the same poll last season, you would have probably. Yeah, it had, would have been way, it would way have been worse than yeah. that. So it, yeah. it's an improvement of sorts, but <laughs> it is, when yeah. you put in a playoff final in between yeah. that, then oh, I guess that's God. not so good. Don't, don't end sorry, the program sorry. in the playoff final. Uh, all right. <laughs> 
Just don't just go. In reality, we've just got we've got no idea. Yeah, we don't. That is there's, the, that is the problem. There's nothing really to to suggest it's going to go really well or it's going to go really badly. No, no. There's there's 23 other clubs yeah. that have like a, a bearing on that. That's basically so. the championship, and that's yeah, it's called the beauty of it. Really, the craziest uh, division there is. Um, yeah, and I think it, you know, it depends on a good start. I think a good first month or two months, maybe up to the international break, if mm. you slowly get a picture, don't you, over the you know, yeah. kind of. September, October time. Yeah. I've added a little proviso that yeah. I'm basing it on squad now. See, there we go. They just if, the, if we get, you know, three or four. Everyone can do that. I know, we all know month. this now. Now we know There's, this. You know, just, you know, how it is now. <laughs> There's, you're not going to get taken to court. No, no, no. Just relax. No, no, you know. but someone will say at some point, <laughs> you were totally wrong. Yeah, of course they were. And I was totally wrong last season, but it doesn't matter. So, <laughs> yeah, we're all wrong. It's football. We're all wrong on a daily basis. We'll write players off. We all think players are going to be good. I thought when Vidra signed, he was going to be amazing. That yeah. really didn't work out, did it? Did. So you just don't know. You just don't know until they're in that club. Anyway, that, thanks a lot for listening and everything. It's been good to have you here, Neil. Thank you. Uh, very good to have you here, Jonathan. Okay, thank you. Yeah, good to and uh, let us know what you think of the show. Retweet us, like us, give us thoughts and feedbacks and uh, goodbye.